Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Welcome back to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm Jody King. Today, I'm going to be answering all of your burning questions. And if you have a question about creativity, about art, about life as an artist, about the art business, anything in between, uh, you're welcome to go to the show notes. There is a link there in the show notes where you can ask your questions. And you never know, I may answer your question on the next podcast. But today, I'm going to answer some of the questions that you have sent in. And these are These are great because I feel like every artist is going to be able to relate to these questions. So let's get into it. Hi, Jody. First, I want to thank you for the inspiration through both your YouTube channel and your podcast. I have recently started creating again and find so much joy in it. Still, I have noticed around social media that artists, especially those creating abstract art, get a lot of bad comments, often from other artists, claiming that abstract art isn't real art, and that anyone can splash some paint on a canvas and call it art. Another type of comment I often see is offensive statements about teaching art through simple online courses, that art can never be learned like this. So I wonder if you would like to talk about this topic in your podcast. How do you and other artists deal with the critics that feel they have a right to judge you and your art in the comments? I must admit, I feel a bit scared to pursue my dreams of creating more because of this. And I kind of just want to create without showing my work to anyone. I would be interested to hear a professional artist's view on this. Okay. As you can imagine, I have a lot to say about this topic. First, let's tackle the abstract art not being real art. Okay. I want to say that this initially gets me a little uh, heated. (laughs) But then I have to remember that it is really important that we extend grace to anyone who really thinks that uh, abstract art isn't really uh, real art or really just to anyone who doesn't appreciate abstract art. And This is important because I was once that person. I just didn't get it. Um, Really, to me, it also looked like a bunch of um, splashes of paint on a canvas. But that was my own ignorance. It had nothing to do with the value of the art or the value of the artist. Just because I didn't get it doesn't mean that there wasn't tremendous value in it. I mean... I I don't understand trigonometry either, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have value. So now that I do paint quite a bit in abstract art, I really understand on a different level what abstract art is all about. Uh, In fact, now after speaking to gallery owners, 
college instructors, and highly skilled and trained artists from all over the world, I know the opposite to be true. Artists choose to create uh, abstract art because they are wanting to create an expression, oftentimes, of what they are experiencing, either on their inside world or their outside world. And by doing so, they are working without representation, meaning they are not looking at something to um, emulate or to work from. They are literally creating something out of thin air that they cannot see or touch. So from that perspective, we are birthing into the world something that we don't have a blueprint to follow. Uh, We're creating something from nothing. And Some believe even that abstract art is the most difficult type of art to create because of that. Um, I don't think it takes anything more than trying to create your own abstract art than to uh, understand that it's not as easy as it looks. Now, I want to acknowledge that a lot of people may disagree with me, and that's totally fine. It's not my job to convince people. It's only my job to show up fully and to create the most honest art possible. That's all I'm required to do is to show up and do my thing. And to your other question about how artists deal with the critics that feel that they have a right to judge you and your art, um, I'm reminded of the quote by Brene Brown. It's just one of my favorite, and I feel it's incredibly applicable to this. Here's her quote. If you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion, I am not interested in or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave enough with their own lives, but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear-mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I am not interested in your feedback. So question number two. I am a 50-something-year-old elementary teacher ready to retire from the classroom. I have been painting some, mostly doing pieces by request, and I have found that it is so cathartic, and I love doing it. I'm interested in taking my painting another step further to provide a more consistent income for when I leave teaching. I know you have courses, and I am such a beginner that I don't know where to start. I'm guessing I need to start with a website, figuring out how people can purchase online. I'd appreciate any advice you can give. So I absolutely love this question. You know, I get this a lot. Jody. I'm new. Where do I start? So most people think just exactly like, um, and I'm sorry I don't have the name for this question, but most people think exactly like she does, that they need to start with a website first. And that makes sense because it's hard to understand how people will know that we exist without a website, but that's not necessarily the best place at first to spend our time and our money. 
Instead, here are three things that I suggest before you spend the time and money on a website. Number one, you are right. You do need a place for people to see you and your art. But let's start with more bang for our buck. Let's start with social media. Now, do not roll your eyes at me. (laughs) I can see you rolling your eyes at me. But whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, we want to go where our people are. So for me, it started out on Facebook. That's where I originally started tiptoeing into the waters, letting people know that I was painting, uh, showing my art, telling people about what the painting was about, etc. But then I eventually moved over to Instagram when I saw that there were over 2 billion users a month, that it was free, and that people don't have to be your friend unlike Facebook, to see your work. It was just a no-brainer for me to move over to IG. Now, sadly, I find that many of us in that 50-plus category are reluctant to embrace social media, and I get it. I really totally understand. But I'm going to ask you to just uh, quiet that cynicism for just a minute because Um, there are concrete studies that have been done. One One was back in 2018 by Coca-Cola and they showed that over 80% of people will search for brands on Instagram before they decide to purchase. And that was five years ago. I think that number is probably closer to 90% now. So there are ways to be present on social media without being too salesy, without being too cringy. The most important thing is that you show up and be yourself. Show up as fully authentic as possible. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't, you know, you don't have to be pointing and dancing on reels. You can just show up fully as who you are. Show people your art. Show people your magic. Let people see what you're doing. Because you are showing up as an artist, you are already cooler than most. Trust me on that. Okay, the second thing to do would be to start an email list. And the reason for that is because social media, as great as it is, it has—it really has been the main thing that has driven sales of art for me. But as, as great as it is, it's still rented land. And what I mean by that is if if something were to happen to any of the platforms, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, if something were to happen, we don't own that land. And so all of that can go away. However, if we create an email list, then those people that are on your list, you can still communicate with regularly. Now, Some of the feedback that I get for when I talk to people about, or artists in particular, about starting an email list, some of the feedback I get is, oh, I just, I get, I personally get too many emails in my inbox and, you know, I don't want to be that person, you know, you know, somebody's just going to delete the email. And so I'm going to encourage you to change the way you're thinking about that. So with email, um, 
you know that you can provide value to people and let people see what it's like for you as an artist. So you're not just selling to them. What you really want to do is you want to nurture them. You want to uh, show people behind the scenes. You want to show people when a new painting comes out. You want to tell people what's inspiring you as an artist. And what's important to remember is that it's more important that you're consistent on an email list or with your email list than the frequency of how often you're sending it out. So let's say that you just decide that you're going to send an email out once a month. That's more important than sending out something once a week. It keeps you um, in front of people. It, It lets people know what you're up to. So when there is a moment, like say you want to release a holiday collection or there is a moment for them As a collector, maybe they're building a house or they're uh, redesigning an office space. And because they have seen that you're active, they see that you're an artist, then that makes it um, more likely that they're going to reach out to you when they're ready for a piece of art. Now, um, you may be thinking, how do I even get started with an email list? And uh, the The place I always like to recommend is start with your Christmas list or your holiday list. If you send out a a holiday card, then you have people already. Maybe it's 25 people. Maybe it's 50 people. Maybe it's more. But if you start with that list, then those people are more than likely going to already love you, already like what you're doing, and are already going to be excited to hear from you. But I want to caution you, you don't want to send your emails out from your personal email address, you're going to need an email marketing provider. And that would be something like, there's many, many out there, but uh, it would be something like a constant contact or convert kit or MailChimp. Do your research to find what's going to be the best email marketing service for you, but you have to go through an email marketing service. Otherwise it'll be come back as spam Uh, It may not even end up in their inbox and there are certain regulations that you need to have. So um, definitely start with that, but start an email list. And then the third thing I want to recommend is I like to recommend a, a service called Artwork Archive. I have used Artwork Archive, um, I'm going to say maybe for the last eight years And what that does is it gives you a public platform for people to view your artwork, but it also helps with inventory management. Uh, It helps with certificates of authenticity. It provides you with portfolio sheets um, and other like lots and lots of other options for you to look super professional to collectors and other people in the industry like interior designers galleries and other places that you'd like to sell your artwork, you can just go to the Googles, go to artworkarchive.com to check them out. If you do feel like that's something that you want to do, and by the way, I teach uh, artists this all the time and suggest Artwork Archive. I've never had another artist come back and go, no, I don't really want to use that um, because it, it just gives you so much. Uh, If you feel like it's something you want to do, you can go to artworkarchive.com forward slash JK and you will get a discount on your yearly membership. But even if even if 
you know, you I didn't have that promo code, I would tell you, check out Artwork Archive. They are absolutely amazing. And it's a way for you, for people to publicly view your work like a website with a, like a fraction of the cost of setting up your own website. Okay. So the last question that we have is about COAs or certificates of authenticity. So the question is, do you think a certificate of authenticity should come with each piece of artwork? I have no interest in selling in a gallery setting. My goal is only to be selling online, art fairs, and through interior designers, and maybe a few local retail stores. Do you think the certificate of authenticity is necessary? And without a doubt, 100%, a certificate of authenticity is a necessity. So first, it's important to know what is a certificate of authenticity. A certificate of authenticity is a piece of paper that you sign and date that you give to your collector of your piece of art. It will have an image of the art. It will have the date the art was created. It will have the price of the artwork, the date it was sold, and like I said, your signature. But it also says that you as the artist retain the copyright for that uh, piece of art, and it cannot be duplicated or replicated without your consent. So it provides you some insurance so that if, uh, if you ended up seeing your piece of art that you had sold to a collector and you ended up seeing that maybe on pillows or you see it reproduced somewhere, you know that you provided that certificate of authenticity to that collector. So it's insurance for you. Doesn't matter if it goes to an interior designer. It doesn't matter if it goes through um, an art fair. That doesn't matter. It really is insurance for you. The other thing that it does is it's a way of legitimizing you as an artist and your artwork. It just is one more level of professionalism to prove that you are a super legit artist. Okay, our next question is about prints. Are they a good idea? Should I do limited, unlimited prints on metal, shit on mugs, <laughs> or does it degrade your brand? Uh, I think this is a great question. Now, the the question just about Prints in general is a great question. And I always suggest that artists um, diversify their revenue revenue streams away from only having original art. And a great way to uh, diversify is through prints. That's a wonderful way to do it. Now, other people have other ways they like to diversify. Some people like to uh, to teach. Some people do licensing. You know, there's so many different things to do. Um, but prints is um, is definitely a great way to diversify. Now, in regards to limited versus unlimited prints, there are pros and cons to both. Um, as far as uh, unlimited prints, meaning you can just print those suckers from now until forever um, they're they're not numbered. You just print on demand. There um, there are some pros to that. Number one, um, it's easier to print and distribute them uh, through a third party printer. 
Uh, they tend to be less expensive and therefore a little bit more accessible to collectors. Now, the um, the pros to having limited edition prints are that they tend to be a little bit more collectible and um, which is kind of cool and they can be higher priced due to their limited availability uh, to, you know, the collector. So what that would look like is that you decide you're only going to do, let's say, 100 prints of this particular painting or 500 prints. It doesn't matter, you know, so much what it is, but the limited numbers in and of itself make it a little bit more highly collectible and therefore your prices can be a little bit higher. The only drawback to that is that um, you usually need to number and um, sign them yourself. So in terms of the distribution, it can be a little more tricky with a, a third-party printer, but it's not impossible. So you could easily find some place locally to be able to do that. Now, as to your question about printing on metal, uh, I know there's a, a printer here in Austin that, you know, you can print on wood, you can print on metal, you can um, print on wallpaper. There's all sorts of things that you can do to print on. And I am all about artists being able to have, you know, financial freedom, being able to do what they love. So if that is an area where you can delve into and to sell your art, you know, I say you just have to ask yourself, what is your goal? What is it you're trying to do? You know, like one artist may simply want to, may simply want to do fine art, right? And so they, they want to have their art only in the highest end galleries. And so maybe for them, I wouldn't say, you know, put it on a mug, but I'm not the boss of you or anybody. So um, another artist might be like, you know what? I want to start a whole freaking home furnishings line and I want to put my art on pillows and I want to put my art in candles. And I put like, go for it. So just have an understanding of what it is that you're wanting uh, to do as an artist, who you want to be as an artist, and keep that in mind when you're deciding to print on anything. So thank you for all of your questions. If you would like uh, for me to answer your burning questions, be sure to click the link in the show notes, and I'll be happy to answer your questions on another podcast. So until next time, take good care of yourselves and each other. Thanks for listening. And just a heads up, applications are now open for the next cohort of my high-touch mastermind experience for artists called Studio Elite. It's a six-month program that begins in the middle of July. It's limited in size as I work closely with each artist because let's face it, every artist is unique. The program includes weekly group coaching, monthly training, one-on-one coaching, art critiques, and an incredible community of supportive artists. Plus, and this is the best part, an exclusive in-person retreat with me and my team to mastermind and grow your art biz. If you'd like to apply for the program or just to learn more, click the link in the show notes and I'd love to see you there.